Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. And welcome to another episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. That's correct. I'm Nick, and on this episode, I'm joined by Craig. Hello. Mr. D. Happy September. Uh, P-Dabs. Hello. And Ryan. Hello. Now, Ryan, before we go into the episode, yes. right, are you going to be on Mickey Waffles this week? I am, yes. Okay, because basically, was so crestfallen when you, I can't oh, swear on this one. It was so, it was so sad. Oh, it was, it was so, so sad. To Mickey Waffles because you it was know like you when could... Bambi's mum died. Spoiler. Oh, and and it was like that plus old Yella being shot, but, oh. but like merged together to form one kind of super emotion. Um, it was like Forrest Gump's wife dying. No, it wasn't. No one. Jenny was a. Anyway, so you know, I just <laughs> was I just a friend wanted, of mine. Yeah, Jenny was a friend of mine. Uh, maybe I'll tell you a story about Jenny one day. It's a good story. Um, but Ryan, basically, I can't have you on here if you're not going to appear on Mickey Waffles. As long as you're going to appear on Mickey Waffles, you can yeah. stay on for the show. So. I, I feel like my appearance on that show is is being built up quite a lot. I'm I really I really have got to talk a lot on Thursday. Oh, it's mate, it's going to be a bust. Like, There's only you know, one way you can better Ryan on Mickey Waffles, and that is the week after to have Craig on Mickey Waffles. <laughs> but they've already invited you on. They've they've openly invited you on the podcast. Oh no, I'm on it. Yeah. It's confirmed. confirmed. It's a date. Great, it's confirmed. Me and me little Irish girls doing little jigs all over the show. Oh, potato. I mean, that is ever so slightly racist. I, right. I have a feeling but that... not as racist as uh, Judy, Judy Dench. I'm not going on well, the podcast. No, I, was, that, was that racist or was that just an embarrassment of an accent? I mean, who knows? To be sure, to be sure. Right. Before, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, by the way. Before we start the episode properly, we do, of course, go around and ask what everybody's drinking. So, Craig, what tea are you drinking? It's plainly going to be a tea. It's Yorkshire tea. Of course it is. What I will say is me and my wife fancied some beer last night for the first time in a long time. Three bottles of lager I had, and I was paralytic. Yep. 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 Happens to the best yep. of us. So that was a bust. Yeah. Um, Mr. D, what about you? What are you drinking? So I'm still using up my birthday present, my Sevilla gin, but I've got blood orange tonic tonight, so it's all orange. It's a totally Ooh. orange thing. Dublé orange. Cheers. I, um, I had an orange 12 last week. Um, I don't think you get those in America. <laughs> I had an orange yesterday. Did you? Yes. If I had an orange 12, I'd have it in this glass, I'm telling you. Oh, mate. It was good. It was good. Orange chocolate for the win. Um, P-dubs. What are you drinking? I have got what is known as a Dreamcatcher tea. Oh, uh, that is such what, a lady. What is drink. known as a Dreamcatcher tea? As if there's a line of tea. 
Is this your surprise tea subscription again? No, it's not. This is a loose leaf tea that we bought in uh, in York. Another what? Another play, Another thing that we uh, got dragged into by going to York. More loose leaf tea. You're on uh, the mushrooms, you lad. I tell you. <laughs> so it's uh, it tastes a bit like cherry bakewell. You've got a spit Ooh, of jersey float now. Hang on. Now I'm interested. Now what? I'm interested. Yeah, oh, it's uh, it couldn't it's, be more lazy. It's very cherry. Um, but yeah, it's got a, a marzipan bite to it as well. Didn't she have an album out in the early 80s? Or the very 80s? cherry. <laughs> After she split up with uh, with um, everybody else. No, that a Nina Cherry, maybe. Uh-huh. It's a Nina Cherry tea. That's what it's going to be called as. No, I think you meant marzipan twist. Yeah. <laughs> Who I actually, I dated back at university. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ryan, what are you drinking? Marzipan oh, twist drinking, and vanilla ice. I'm drinking a... A Starbucks caramel macchiato. Oh, move. Step away um, from the Starbucks. You're doing my head in with your Starbucks <laughs> rant. You well, guys. Stop picking on Starbucks. Mm. You've got, they're under the cosh. They're not under the cosh. They're a massive conglomerate company who need to get pumpkin spice into this country immediately. Incorrect. Um, right. <laughs> because you've all let me down, because all of you have let drinks. me down, except Mr. D, um, I have got a, a Candletown... <laughs> no, I have got a, a Camden yogurt. Town brewery, brewery, Camden Hills Lager, because for the next few episodes at least, I'm sponsored by Camden Hills. Yes, um, they sent me a load of beer, so thank you, Camden Hills. And um, it's it's a beer that I'm familiar with. Normally get pints of it if I go up London. Of course, I don't go up London very much anymore. Um, but they sent me a box of beer, so. Cheers to Camden Hills and cheers to you all. Why did cheers. they send you a box of beer? Where's my box of beer? Well, you're just not well behaved enough. So. I have to say, on, on a unsponsored note, Camden Hills is an excellent beer. It is a very nice beer. That is very nice. It's going I'm going to send Mickey sweet. Waffles and Stiffy McVitie down there to carve them up. It's, uh, it's made of uh, malt pills now. Bavarian lager yeast and uh, pebble and Hallatayla traditional kettle hops. There you go. Hmm. So, yeah, very nice. nice. Right. So, let's crack on with some news that's been happening in the parks. Let's get down to business to start planning that Disney trip. I'm Wendy Prater and Magical Journeys Travel here, proud sponsor of the Disney Parks and Beyond podcast. I specialize in all things Disney, Universal, and all major cruise lines. Disney cruises are spectacular, but you've got to book early to get the best pricing and stateroom selection. I offer generous onboard credits and take care of all your planning. Interested in Disney World, Disneyland, or Disneyland Paris? I can help with every bit of the planning process, including dining and fast passes. Find me on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or email me at Wendy Prater at MagicalJourneysTravel.com. I make the plans, you make the memories. So who wants to kick us off? I can start if everyone wants me to. No, I'm Ryan. The floor is yours. Epcot, because when is there a show where I'm not talking about Epcot? Um, so today, when we record, uh, Shop Disney was expected to sell a limited edition um, bunch of posters to celebrate new and old Epcot. So they had they had one. It was called the the World Celebration Collection, 
and it was set to have a poster of Harmonious, um, Illuminations, Reflection of Earth, and the Millennium Celebration. And the one that was expected to be in there that wasn't was the, uh, the World Celebration Festival Centre, and they removed it from the collection before adding it to Shop Disney, which adds to kind of fuel to the fire that the new festival centre that looks a bit like Tony Stark's house is no longer going ahead in the way that we thought. They already said back in July, I think it was, um, that they were taking a different approach to the festival centre, which in my mind basically means we're not spending all of that money that you thought we were on this and it will be probably a box building with a few stalls in it as it was before. So can you just remind us what Festival Centre was supposed to be? So the Festival Centre was going to be like this three-floored building in the kind of in the middle of what is now Future World. And it was it kind of looked like a soup, like a round, almost like a flying saucer kind of esque building. It definitely looked like something that Tony Stark would have. Yeah, it looked like the one that's on the side of the, the cliff. Yeah, it exactly. Like yeah, that. No, it does. Iron Man Freehouse, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's basically they'd taken that and, and put it into Epcot and it was going to have um, three floors, like a, a bar on top with like a nice um, garden on the top, kind of like something Google's building in London at the minute. And it looked like the concept art made it look incredible, like really cool. It, it definitely fit in Epcot. It's much better than the the old festival centre, which was just housed in the old, um, the old uni- uh, what was it? The Wonders of Life Pavilion, um, which is being turned into the Play Pavilion. But it would seem that given that this post has been taken from circulation and the fact that they've said that, that plans have changed or the exact word, what did I say? The exact word was different approach. Um, I think we're going to see this cheapen down massively. Alongside the, the Moana splash pad. <laughs> yeah. The Moana <laughs> splash pad sponsored by Moana. It's, um, it, it's really weird, right? Because on, on the surface, a st- like a poster not being sold should not be a new story. Like, in my opinion, like, no. it seems like such an insignificant thing. But the implication that they're not selling it does suggest to me that there's a big reason for that. Because they don't want to sell... I mean, it is merchandise, right? They're not going to sell merchandise for something they're not actually going to do. And that can be the only reason why it's been pulled. I think so. And then, well, when you combine it with the fact that the collection was actually going to be called the World Celebration Collection, and the only poster called World Celebration was the Festival Centre. It does seem a bit weird. So was, there not a, was there not a Spiral the Dragon poster? There was no, there was no Spiral the Dragon poster. Um, that one's already come out and sold out due to popular demand. Controversial. It's, uh, it's interesting. It, it's okay. very, very interesting, I think. These posters aren't cheap, by the way. I was just on Shop Disney, and I I thought I might get the Illuminations one, and it's $90. What? And you can't ship it to the UK. It must be framed, then. Yeah. Which explains the cost. I wonder if... um, I wonder if it will appear on um, Disney On Demand. Was it called Disney Art On Demand or something? Oh, yeah, maybe. This initial is like 300 limited edition, but I'm sure they'll add to it and to be honest there's loads of people on Etsy that are just re- uh, replicating this and putting it into their own frames of course they will do yeah which yeah. makes sense for people in the UK and the rest of the world it is it is interesting 
I'm really the more the pandemic goes on, the more I think that Epcot is just it's basically just going to be left as it is with the addition of Ratatouille and as a building site. Yeah, <laughs> it's just going to be a great big hole where Starbucks was. We've added a glass plaque fountain. What did they? Um, what was the tiki room? Was that was that renamed under construction? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, maybe they'll just they'll just take a leaf out of that book and just call it Epcot, Epcot under construction. It's with a picture of Moana on the new front. Management, wasn't it? Yeah, that's oh, it. Yes. Well, yeah. there's, there's hard oh, hat, Mickey. You could use that as well under Bob yeah. JPEX. <laughs> yeah. There's health and safety, Goofy. <laughs> wow. There's a great big hole where Starbucks was. Do, 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 do. Well, I mean, Starbucks is back though, isn't it? Yeah, Starbucks it's every location they've got. Yeah. yeah, it's in a little kiosk at the moment. Basically, yeah. It's basically a shed. That's, well, that's what all the best Starbucks are. Um, yeah, I, I think I think you're possibly right though, Ryan, with, with that thought about you know what the pandemic has done. I, I think, you know, obviously when you look at Epic Universe and the fact that that is just, you know, DOA at the moment, mm. um, you know, that is because the money's not coming in. You get the feeling with with things like this, it's not the financial side so much because, I mean, it's not going to be an expensive project in, in the grand scheme of things. You know, Epic Universe was going to be a, a whole new park, right? Yeah. That's going to cost, you know, billions, right? But, you know something like that being added to Epcot, that's going to be in the millions. Disney could afford to do that if they wanted to. But the thought process now is probably just changing what they do going forward because of this happening again. I mean, you know, no one obviously wants this to continue. No one wants this to happen again in the future. And who knows? It could be like the Spanish flu where, you know, we, we have it for a couple of years and then it's eradicated and we go another 80 years before another pandemic or something. But I think, especially for like the short term, for like the next decade or so, everyone is going to be worried about or, or, or be thinking about what they're putting into the parks and the impact that's going to have. Yeah. I mean, you know, with those kind of ideas. There's no doubt that a festival centre needs to be in place and there's no doubt that a festival festival centre will make Disney a ton of cash. But, you know, in my mind, this is probably more about them scaling scaling back on the design, making it a bit more basic, putting in a rooftop bar that doesn't look, you know, basically just taking away the Tony Stark look and putting in the standard building. I think that's what they'll do. Maybe. Mm, Disappointing. It is, because it looks really cool. Yeah. And if they put in, I mean, if you look in the past that when they've done that, you know, like uh, Grant, you know, Disney's California Adventure when they run out of money, Walt Disney Studios, up, yeah, <laughs> you know, they end up spending more money redoing it in a relatively short space of time. So, yeah, yeah, don't like to see that. Uh, very short news story for me. Um, corn dog nuggets are back at Magic Kingdom. Mm. <laughs> It's literally all you got to say about it, right? I like corn nuggets. Of course you would. Yeah. Corn dog nuggets are lush. You They're are great. About corn dog. Yeah, I love them. They're a perfect snack. At, like when you're at the park late and you're like, "Oh, I've had dinner, but I'm hungry because I've been walking for twelve hours." How many can you fit in your mouth at once, Ryan? I'm going to try it next time. 
I got a bad eating. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I've seen your mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, P-Dubs, was there anything you uh, wanted to bring to the table? Yeah, kind of on the same line as you've just gone down, Nick. Um, corn dogs? In, not corn dogs, but um, restaurants reopening. Ah. Um, so we've got Cinderella's Royal Table is reopening on September the 24th. Um, guests will dine on a regal banquet with choices including roasted chicken, beef tenderloin, and the chef's fish of the day. But it will no longer be a character dining experience. I mean, I'll be honest, and Craig, you'll back me up on this because you went a lot more recently than I did. The food in that place is bang average. Uh, no. It is bang average. The food was um, quite nice. No, what I mean is, for, for the, the cost of it, it doesn't justify... Like, you're talking about somewhere that costs, you know, about as much as going to, like, the Cellier or California Grill, and the food is not up to that standard at all. Well, well yeah, but you're paying for the... You're eating in the castle, and you're eating with uh, princesses. But you're not. Well, not anymore. <laughs> That's the point. The, 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 the fact is... Yes, you're going there because you're in the castle, and yes, you're going there because of the princesses. So well, the fact that the food the isn't dining, that great, the dining plan's gone. So it's not two credits, two credits anymore. Is the prices on that, Paul? What no, not yet. They've they've not announced any. They've other got prices. to bring it down, haven't they? Yeah, they have. I think so. You've got to. If it's not a character dining experience, then it's it's neither here nor there, is it? That's what what it's room eating roast chicken. It's yeah. a meat market in there. You are crammed in. You know, we had 17 people. I'm sure you won't be anymore. Well, that's mm. what I mean. So it's going to be a bit more civilised. And dare I say, it might improve. Because yeah. you, you do shovel your food in as quick as you can and get out of there. I, if I remember correctly, I think it cost me, and this is a decade ago, right? But I'm sure it cost me about sixty or seventy dollars a head. So that was yeah. a, that was a price to eat in there, because we didn't have a dining plan. I mean, that's um, not that it's expensive, but that, I mean, it's you know, it's um, supply and demand, and it? it, it's always been really hard to get in there. And it was oh, all, I, I remember it being all you care to eat as well. You could ask for whatever you want to bring it out to you. Thank you, Alexa. I don't think it is. It was when but, I was there. Well, yeah, because there were 17 of you, and they probably didn't want to upset you. <laughs> they just brought everything out. But is, in general, you is pick the a starter. Let's not upset them. Yeah, you, you pick a starter, a main Chef, course. get the sausages on the go. <laughs> I think for, for breakfast, you you order. It's not a buffet. You order what you what you want, but if you want more, they'll bring you more. Yeah, so it yeah. is kind of bottomless from that point of view. But it's not a buffet. I don't know about lunch and dinner though. We've never we've never done that no, for breakfast. It, it my recollection for breakfast was especially last year, it, whatever you wanted you could have more of. Similar yeah. to Ohana. That's and like that. Garden Grill as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah same thing. Yeah. I mean look, yeah. I when I went there, this is my uh, lasting memory of the food in there. We had a pie. We had a meat pie, so obviously this is back in the day when I would eat a meat pie. Well, I'm going to call you out on that because you've just gone to a $70 a head per thingy freaking sit-down meal and you ordered a pie. Well, because that was the menu, you donut. 
just I didn't a say pie. to him. I didn't say to him. Oh, sorry, I don't like this menu. Can you make me a pie? I had I had steak for breakfast. Right, but you went for breakfast, so I didn't go for breakfast. What else was on the menu? Not just pies. It wasn't pies or us. No, it was a it was a choice of a pie or a roast chicken, half a roast chicken. Wow, that, I mean, half a roast chicken is like a five pound dish. Right? Do you know what I mean? That is that is a joke, isn't it? It was like it was like oh, a pie steak. is a two pound dish. I, I agree Absolute as well. Yeah. Nonsense. Ste- steak. It was a steak pie, a steak and our pie, or something like that. Anyway. What I wanted to say about the pie, so going back to Craig's two-pound dish, he's probably not far wrong because, of course, when I expect to get a pie, I expect a pie. What I don't expect is what I got, which is stew in a bowl with a pastry lid, which is what I got. And that's not a pie. You don't, you don't serve a British man, that. That is not a pie. All right. If I want Frey Bentos, I'll go to Poundland and buy a Frey Bentos. Well, Frey Bentos is more pie than that. It's got less meat in it, though, to be fair. <laughs> in fact, it's I'm got surprised that like isn't vegan. Fruit bentos has got meat in it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know what kind of meat. You call what it co- meat, what they call it, it meat. <laughs> Dog food. <laughs> so let's just call it meat. Um, but no, I mean, if they are keeping it at those kind of... Like I said, that's what I paid a decade ago. I'm not sure if that's gone up to $100 a head now or what it would have been. But regardless, if they are keeping it at that premium cost, then, you know, it, it would not entice me in at all without the meat and grapes. However, if Free Bentos are listening and want to sponsor me, I'll eat your meaty pies. To be fair, I'll, I'll have a Free Bentos as well. <laughs> oh, Do for like God's sake. Just, still, you still get them in a tin. You've got to open the tin. <sighs> yeah, if they can send someone to open good. the tins for me, that'd be grand. It's, it's got to be good. A pie in a tin. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> did you, Craig, did you send some of those to Amber once? To where? What? To Amber. Did you send her a Frey Bentos? Um, I don't think so. Welcome to Frey Bentos After Dark. For Bad all your tin pie needs. Have you had Badly's yet? Other pies are available. <laughs> They're like a pudding. A steam pudding. A what? A pudding. A steam pudding. You know, what are they called? Babby's Yeds. No, because of course, of course not, because that's some Liverpool Scouse nonsense. No, it? it's not. Warrington. Well, that was a horror film. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay, backs sorry. Me. Woolly backs. We'll start me. Right. Can we can we talk about something that's actually Meanwhile. appropriate rather than Frey Bentos? Shall we move pies? on to the, the next restaurant? That's Please. Um, so while Cinderella's Royal Table is no longer a character meal, Hollywood and Vine will be returning to being a character, character in commas, um, meal. He'll be returning for Minnie's Halloween Dine from the 25th of September. As guests enjoy a monster feast served to their table, Mickey, Minnie, and their friends will wave and pose for socially distanced photos. Oh, <laughs> God. I mean, could now, they not have let the princesses do that? <laughs> the problem is, by all accounts, the food is dreadful in this place as well. So <laughs> that's not going to go down well at all. Well, I mean, again, I've eaten there loads of times when it's all you can eat buffy. Yeah. And I've, I've never had a bad meal in there. Craig, your idea of good food is going Eight to times. a Chinese <laughs> restaurant that thinks it's a fish and chip shop. Right? I could do five plates in there. Dead easy. And have a pudding. Yeah, I'm not disputing the but it's not going to be good food, is it? It is. I think that's the place where I cut off the end of the salmon 
and then put the entire salmon on my plate and left the end of the salmon on the tray and put a bit of broccoli next to it. You know, I hate people like you. Why? Because I do. It's like when you go to a Chinese buffet and someone goes to like where the duck is and just like puts like half the container of that on their plate, piled up like a mountain. No. It's not good etiquette. Everyone behind me got fresh salmon. Regardless. Okay, so socially distanced meet and greets. Yeah. Has that got a price yet, Paul? No, none of them have. They were all announced on the same thing. Um, so they haven't announced anything as of yet. Um, oh, it says they open on the 11th of September um, for reservations. thing is, right, they know it doesn't matter what the price is because the only people going to these restaurants are vloggers, vloggers, and um, writers, so they're going to go just to take pictures of the of the characters being socially distanced. The self-medicated the Karens who need Disney to make them happy. They can't function unless they're in Disney. They'll all be there. They'll be there. They'll make the money. Yeah. And then the last two, uh, Gaston's has already reopened, finally. The best cinnamon bun in uh, Disney World, I'm just Yeah, saying. exactly. That opened on the 4th of September. And the ABC Commissary is reopening on the 8th of October. Misery, more like. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's not a great quick service, is it? <laughs> I went there for breakfast good? once. It's Has everyone had place. the LeFou's uh, brew? No. Yeah, mm. the apple juice. Yeah, I, I love it. it. It's a rival for um, Butterbeer. No, that's what, it, that's, what, that's what it is, isn't it? That's how it yeah, was yeah. developed. But it's well, very, it's not very nice. Apple juice. Yeah, still nice, though. Mm. It was just expensive apple juice. The cinnamon bun, however, is incredible. It's yeah. as big as your head. I, yeah, I, yeah, the, I think it's one of the best value snacks in. It's as big as a barge. Yeah. yeah. And you can ask for extra cream cheese on the top. Extra drizzle. Yeah. ABC commissary, they need to bring back the chicken curry. I like it when they do different dishes in the quick service places. I think it make it they stand out a bit more. I went I went there a couple of years ago and I thought it was terrible. Yeah. No, they dumbed well it. They dumbed it right down. It used to be good. Yeah. Like I say, the chicken curry was actually really good and they had a few other things that were a bit different and then they just dumbed it right down and made it standard. And then they turned food. it into that you had to order it a bit like a machine, didn't they? Well they they had a weird trial there where it was almost like a, a halfway house between a table service and fast food. Yeah. Where you, you ordered it, but then they brought it to your table and they had it was disposable napkins, but they were kind of fancy disposable napkins. And it was plastic cutlery, but it was silver plastic cutlery. So it was made to look like oh. silverware. And I don't think that lasted. And the food was like a notch up. It was somewhere between. Pretty good burger, actually. So um, I've just been on, I'm just on the Disney World webs- website right now. Um, you cannot book for Cinderella's Roll Table yet. No, 11th um, of September for that. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought I might let you book it now. Uh, but it says that it's over $60. But that's all it tells you. It doesn't tell you what the actual price is. So, I mean, that could change. But right now it's it's one of the ones listed as, as being... Four dollars over sixty dollars in total. 
So that's still kind of signature prices, isn't it? Really, it's not. Yeah. That's not table service prices. No, and as I said, that that's what it says now, because you can't go and book it. That because mm. it it just says it's unavailable right now. So it yeah. could be that when that does um, allow you to take bookings, that the, the price gets adjusted. Mm. Um, but yeah, for now it says that it's over sixty dollars. So you know, it could be seventy, could be eighty, could be ninety, could be a hundred. Who knows? Um, or it could be like they could change the price of it accordingly. I mean, what we've seen in Disneyland Paris with the changes they've made is they haven't reduced the costs um, when they've taken experiences out. So I would be surprised if Disney do do this. I think they'll just keep it the same because the argument will be, well, you're eating in the castle. Yeah. But. And there's no Cinderella downstairs for photos? No. no. So it's just Royal Table. It's not even Cinderella's Royal Table. Well, it's her castle, isn't it? Hmm. You're in her castle. Cinderella's yeah. Only through marriage, Nick. <laughs> That's a good point. Why is it her castle? How Why is it her castle? How she got away with that? Um, I remember something they did at Disney on Ice um, a few years ago was they had signs up to have your pictures taken with Disney princesses. 15 quid it cost. Um, and then when they got to the front of the queue, it was two cardboard cutouts. Oh, God. <laughs> so, um, who knows? Maybe that's what Disney could do. They could put a cardboard cutout of Cinderella that you have a picture mm. taken in front of, and that way it's social distance, right? Can't get more social distance than a cardboard cutout. So, wow. There we go. 15 quid. Uh, any 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 others, P dubs? No, that was it. It was just those those few at the moment that they're reopening. The other big sort of date change for me was the poly getting pushed right back. Mm. So the poly was supposed to open at the beginning of October and they they said that's that isn't going to reopen until summer of twenty twenty one. That's a big delay, right? That's a big it's delay. Getting a rethame. It, it is, but you kind of you kind of wonder what the chicken and what the egg was, you know. Have they pulled the retheme forward because they haven't got the crowds to fill the hotels? It was starting to look tired. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it's exactly it. That the the numbers aren't there, so instead of keeping it open and I mean, what they were doing in the Amkingham Lodge when we were there for our honeymoon last year was doing it kind of section by section. And they, they were doing a great job at boarding everything up and making sure you didn't see what was going on. Um, but obviously with the numbers down at Disney World, they've probably just gone. It's going to be quicker for us to co- close the entire hotel and just do it all at once. Yeah. They're yeah. doing the same at Disneyland Paris as well with the Sequoia Lodge. That yeah. was meant to be being done in, in sections and in the end they've just gone, we're just not going to open until next year. Yeah. Disneyland Paris is the best hotel. Yeah. It's an interesting one. I, I think you would think they would be able to get more stuff done if the whole resort was closed. And you don't want to close the whole resort, but they've, you know, they've had that option taken away from them, right? They've had to close it. So therefore, are they just saying, right, because we've had to close it, rather than reopen it and and have it done in stages, we just keep it closed, yeah, and we just get it all done in one hit. Yeah, yeah. they're keeping the DVC side open. Mm-hmm. they are. Well, they uh, shut the monorail station and the yeah and the water taxis, which mm. you know, kind of impacts a little bit. 
I mean, it isn't that much of a walk, to be fair, either to the TTC or to the Grand Floridian. No, it's not. So, uh, any other news from you today? Uh, no, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of kind of packages. So they're obviously offering a load of discounts for different things. There was the one that was interesting was. Um, a lot of the southern states, all this, all the local states. So I think that kind of tells you something about who's visiting. Um, but they're getting discounts ranging from kind of thirty percent for the deluxes down to ten percent. Uh, sorry, twenty percent for the for the values, twenty five percent for the moderates. Um, mm. So obviously, there's a lot of what you would call fairly local people who are probably driving, staying for a few days. That seems to be the crowd they're trying to attract, not not the air travellers. Um, and then, obviously, uh, the annual pass holders are getting a 40% discount off of rooms. And those are right through until the end of the year. Um, they've got a package as well, kind of four nights, four days. So offering lots of deals at the minute. Um, what she would expect, I guess. Yep, entice people back in, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, I mean, speaking of enticing people back in, did anyone want to talk about the fact that, um, as we recall this, it's Labour Day weekend and they've been pretty busy in the parks? They they have, but when you... I think there's a certain amount of people that are kind of playing the the blogger social game a little bit and making it seem busier than it is. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard reports that Hollywood Studios, for instance, is still only at thirty percent capacity. Like someone took a picture of the car park in the middle of the day, and like most of the parking lots are empty. Now it could be said that a lot of those people were traveling via bus, via Skyliner, uh, walking from the local hotels, just walking to the parks. Yeah, but I I don't think it's quite as busy as people were saying but it is certainly the busiest it's been since it's been open and, and some of the some of the photos um i think particularly i know not on universal today but particularly universal um didn't look too socially distanced so it is concerning yeah i saw the um i saw a photo from them kicking out universal oh it was mental wasn't it yeah it was it was like halloween horror nights yeah, I mean, you may as, well, may as well be running the event at that point. Yeah, it, it was silly. I don't know why they did it in the way that they did, but it did look an absolute mess. Didn't look good at all. Um, yeah, I think you're right about the the photos. It's almost like they've got used to how busy the parks have been. And so because this weekend they're a little bit busier, they've really kicked off. Yeah. Which is just stupid. Um, I don't think it's as bad as they're making it out to be at all. So they haven't increased the capacity for this weekend. No, it, but it reached capacity, didn't it? It did reach capacity, yeah. But I think that's only, I mean, we don't know for sure, but it's only around like 25, 30%. Yeah. Haven't, haven't the parks been running normally at about 10% on a day-to-day basis? And like you say, if it's gone up to 25%, it will look really busy. Yeah. But also it's how you frame the photograph as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When we've seen the protests, everybody's very judgy, judgy, because you do a photograph at a, a person level, a floor level, and it looks really busy. But if you hold the camera up above head level, and you can see how everybody is potentially 
spaced out here and there, then it doesn't look as bad. So yeah, it's clickbait. A lot of it, it is. I think when you when you look at it as well, it doesn't. It's not great. It doesn't work in Disney's favor when you know rides like Space Mountain, for instance, were only like 30, 40 minutes. But because they have to socially distance people, they the queue went like right the way outside and round the corner, and it looks like oh my god, this is the busiest that Space Mountain's ever been. But it's only like a thirty minute wait. It's just they have to keep people a meter, two meters apart. The Slinky Dog coaster in, in Hollywood was out the door, the queue. It was huge, yeah. but it wasn't. Yeah. Yes. But for the, the headline and for the clickbait and for the, the drama, there's there's your story. Same with um, Flight of Passage. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, queue, the, the start, the, the end of the queue, the end of the line, was very far out from the ride, which normally back in the day would be like a three hour queue or whatever but actually it was less than an hour yeah it's just because people have to be apart yeah and usually when you're queuing for a ride outside of the pandemic you're, you're pretty much standing on the person in front of you's shoes absolutely what, what i will say though is in the photographs that i've seen the vast majority of people whether they're socially distanced or not are wearing masks yeah which can't be said for the great people of great britain very so, true you know, if we're going to be judgy, judgy about it, let's look at our own doorsteps. At least there, they're enforcing it. I mean, our theme parks are a joke. A complete joke. Yeah, yeah. but I'd say that at the best of times. Not even. <laughs> True. But I mean, the mask policy in our theme parks is insane. Yeah. It, really... it seems to be very uh, haphazard. Well, it's, I think it's even a case of... Uh, I, in some cases, you only have to wear them when you're on the ride. And it's like, what the hell is that about? Yeah. It doesn't make much sense, does it? Where, where you're likely to be spaced out far enough that you actually don't need them. Yeah, but in the queue, it's fine. It's, like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was worth mentioning, just because there's been a load of uproar. But um, I don't think you need to... I don't, I don't think it needs to have the uh, the concern that uh, some people might make it out to be. Is the temperature testing still going on to get in? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So they're doing as much as they can, the parks. Yeah. The governor's been putting pressure on them to increase capacity because he knows that tourism in the area is dying. But they've resisted so far. But what's the, like, I'm sorry, what's the point in that? capacity is not the issue is it well if they're running a 10 percent on a normal day by increasing capacity to 50 percent is not going to make everybody just suddenly go the fact that most most international travel into orlando is currently banned you know you could you're only going to get so many people go from the surrounding states i mean the uk no, no one in the uk is getting there at the minute and the uk you know even if you remove the rest of europe um, from the equation is a massive market to Orlando. Yeah, exactly. That Dude. that Europe can't get there. Yeah, you know, most countries can't get there. So if you're traveling from, you know, we know people that obviously go from Australia, right? As South, as an argument. South Americans, right? Yeah, that's get, huge. You know, yeah, that's so massive. The thing is, he could he could tell them they have to increase capacity to ninety nine percent. 
it makes no difference at all because people are not staying away because of capacity issues. No one's gone there and been turned away except for this weekend that may have like happened to some people. Capacity is not the problem. The fact that no one can get into Orlando is the problem. And also as well, it's, it's you know, take away the international travel side of things. You know, states still have their own individual lockdown procedures. We so, look at Disneyland. It's, not, it's still not even open. Right. So the thing is, you know, even if there are people from Texas or California that want to come to Orlando, they may not be able to. So increasing the capacity is not going to change that. It's, it's just stupid. Ron's not exactly the smartest cookie, is he? Uh, no, no. That's putting it nicely. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's pretty true. Um, Craig, did you have any news you wanted to bring to the table? No. Good. Uh, Ryan, anything I've else got, from you? Yeah, I've got. Um, a couple, a couple of small stories. One is that the Coca-Cola droid carts in Galaxy's Edge have suddenly—they suddenly started to serve draft beer, and now they've suddenly stopped. And the reason, apparently, that they've suddenly stopped is because Coca-Cola aren't happy that Disney is selling non-Coca-Cola products from the Coca-Cola um, carts. Well, then they know what to do, don't they? Yeah, get rid of the Coca-Cola carts. No, just just make Coca-Cola beer. Oh, yeah. Take my money, Coca-Cola. I don't know. The energy drinks were not good. Oh, those energy drinks are awful. <laughs> they are awful, but give them an alcohol percentage, and I'm all for it. <laughs> rum and, put, put rum and Coke as an actual branded thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's a brewery or something they could buy. It doesn't have to be Coca-Cola beer, because I'm... I'm in, in all honesty, I don't think that sounds particularly good. But, you know, are, are you saying, you know, Coke don't just make Coke, do they? They make many products. So no, just buy could. a brewery and start selling your beer. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they own like, if they own one. I don't, I don't think they do. I don't think they do. But um, you, you would think it's something that someone that uh, is as big as they are would, would do. Yeah, you'd think so. So yeah, that they're now gone from the the red Coca Cola stands with the droids on, um, which is a bit of a shame, I think, because now you've got to go to the very busy milk stands to get a um, admittedly very expensive fourteen dollar beer. What? But you've uh, you know it was it was nice to have that option in in the, in the different um, areas of the park. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk through is that the People Mover refurbishment has been extended through November at the Magic Kingdom. So, only a small extension, but it's been closed since before lockdown, I think, or just just after the park. Yeah, it was closed uh, since March. It's been closed. Didn't the dabs of P predict it's not coming back? I did. I'm still not convinced. I think it's got to come back. It's one of the most popular attractions there. So, here's, here's something... Bacardi Mixers is a co-branded product with the Bacardi Rum Manufacturer. So they do have their toe dipped a little bit in alcohol. I'm sure on my way down to London for our uh, meet-up last year, I drank four cans of Jack Daniels and Coke. 
I'm sure that's a thing you can buy. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, they're all full, but you can buy them. Is it Coke? Is it Coca Cola though? Is it just yeah? Coke? It is. No, it's yeah. Coca Cola. Coca Cola. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So everybody could just get wasted in Galaxy's Edge. Well, you could anyway. Yeah, but get on the route. I got pretty drunk in Ogre's Cantina, and I was only around 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be boss. That they chin, don't cost a coffee. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, they bought them last year. I never realised that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, it's relatively new, that purchase. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all I can... I'm, I'm, I mean, they own, they own a lot. They own they own even more than I expected. But Costa's only in the UK and it's not in America. It's, yeah. It's not in America, but it is it is it, around the world. Yeah. I I like I got off of my flight in um Delhi and the first thing I saw was a Costa stand. Nice. So I mean I know that, that India and the UK have an interesting past and that relationship maybe is still continue. But um yeah, that was very surprising getting off the plane and just seeing a Costa stone. Yeah, I think they're in um, Saudi Arabia as well. I'm pretty sure they originated in Italy as well. Hmm. Pretty sure. Weren't they owned by Whitbread? Yeah. They were. Yeah, That's they were. why they were in all the Premier Inns. Yeah. yeah. You're now listening to Costa Coffee after that. <laughs> <laughs> Have a cost of coffee with your free bentos pie. What, what did I have there the other day, Ryan? Uh, it was an iced caramel. You have that honey, honey honeycomb. Cone. Yeah, oh, mate, it was lush. It sticks to your teeth. You can't be saying that PSL is a ladies' drink and then be drinking those like a man. Yeah, but he doesn't cry about it on social media every day. Well, I've got just cause to, all right? Just cause. You're not the shark, the jaws, man, are you on Twitter? <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um actually on that i i looked today um i've been i've been on huel for the last week or so okay, and when huel. i bought the huel um i bought a flavor booster pack which gives you little sachets um that you can throw into the drink to change the flavor of it and uh, it's like a box of 10 flavors but one of the flavors ryan is pumpkin spice Oof. So. i thought you were gonna say shark then Yes, slightly, sharp flavour. Yeah, slightly disappointed. Yeah. Cool. Uh, any is, was that everything from you, Ryan? Uh, yes. Oh, the last thing was the. There's been a construction permit filed for Disney's boardwalk, um, for the swimming pool in particular. So it looks like they're going to be doing some refurb work there in the very near future. Hopefully, they'll get rid of the scary clown. Taking Jack the Clown out of the <laughs> pool now. <laughs> I thought everyone loved the clown. I thought he was very popular with everyone. No one didn't like him at all. Fred oh, West well. liked him. <laughs> I've always wanted to stay at the boardwalk, but like, if it was if it, for me, if it, if it was a choice, I'd stay at the beach and yacht club. Um, Have you seen the the chairs next to the fireplace? Just look for the chairs in the boardwalk next to the fireplace. They are horrific. That that whole resort is the place of nightmares. It's, 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 a, it's, got day, lovely, it's got a lovely front to it, hasn't it? Like when you're walking through on the from Epcot to Hollywood or Hollywood to Epcot, it's it's very nice. But like everything else beyond the balconies that overlook that lake just looks a bit pants. 
Yeah, I've never, I've never stayed in the resort. I like the boardwalk area. Yeah, it's fantastic. We go, you know, we go there, we go there quite a bit, but um, I've never actually stayed in the resort. We've we've kind of hung out a little bit in the in the lobby and you know, just sort of general area. I've never fancied the pool. That clown slide kind of freaks me out. Weirdos. Weird. This is Weird. true. You haven't just discovered that, though, have you? No, what? That people don't like it? No, that we're yeah, weird. <laughs> uh, no, that's 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 also true. Um, P Dubs, anything more from you? No, that was it, Mister D. No, that was. Um... Uh, Tokyo is getting its fireworks back. That was another thing I noted. So, reintroduction of fireworks in Tokyo. So I just wonder, you know, when it'll start creeping back into the US parks, but uh, not for a while, I don't think. Hmm. I haven't heard much about Shanghai. No. No, that's true. Yeah, it's only a matter of time, really, isn't it? Hmm. Right, in that case then, we'll leave the parks and we'll go and have a look at uh, news that's been going on outside of the parks. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com The home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. So, uh, I thought we'd kick off with um, the kind of latest big news, not the biggest news that's happened over the last few weeks, but certainly the, the latest, uh, which is, of course, the release on premium access of Mulan. Mulan. Unless on you're your one of those... own, on your own, on your own. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, some countries did actually get a cinema release from, from Mulan, but not many. I applaud Disney for doing what they've done. Uh, I mean, they made six million, haven't they? I don't know. So th- um, from theaters, from theaters. From yeah, theaters, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, they haven't yeah. revealed the prem- uh, premier access, and I don't think they will. Do oh, need- I think they will. I've, got the, I've yeah. got the information here. They need eight point four million people on Disney Plus to rent it which is 13.8% of the people who have Disney Plus, and then they will break even. Hang on a second. Oh. You're set, so you're saying 8.4 million people? Variety estimated the film would need to be rented by about 8.4 million subscribers, 13.8%, in order to break even. That's $32 million from it. It's thirty dollars a head. Oh yeah, it's twenty quid, isn't it? Thirty dollars, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if we did it at thirty dollars, that'd be two hundred and fifty-two thousand. At two hundred and fifty-two million. Yeah, it, it cost. It says again on here. Uh, I'm only going on Wikipedia. About two hundred million to me. Yeah. So that's a, that's actually not true. 
like, sorry, the 200 million that it costs to make, that's probably true. But mm-hmm. for a film to break even, it yeah, needs yeah. to do three times its budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know all that. I mean, all I've seen whenever I've been on Facebook is some influencer that I've never seen before saying that they can't wait to sit down and watch Mulan with their family. What is that about? Have you seen it as well? I've had about six or seven influencers yeah. appear on my timeline that I've never ever heard of. No. Getting excited that Mulan's coming to Disney Plus. And it, it's so unbelievably obviously faked as well. And it's like, yes. why are you promoting this? It's, it's so rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's so rubbish? What's rubbish about it? Yeah. It's so fake. Yeah. All right. Okay. They're, they're just really bad adverts. Really, they're, they're, really they're, false adverts. the camera and they're like, I'm so excited to sit down with my family and enjoy Mulan on Disney Premier Access. So do you think Disney have done these adverts themselves? 100%. They pay people to do them, yeah. Are the established vloggers, maybe? Never, I've never seen any of them. I mean, that doesn't say much. I don't, I don't know every, every single vlogger. They seem to be more like family, I would guess, family vloggers. Right. I've seen all different types. But, um, yeah, I've seen a few. Yeah, but none of them are. But none of them I've heard of. That's the thing. So God knows how much money they've spent throwing money their way to make these crappy little adverts for Facebook. Why didn't he just give us some codes and we'd have all? Well, that's just. I mean, the only thing I can think of, right, when it comes to stuff like this, is I sometimes feel that Disney. Uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm not talking about us specifically, but I'm talking about people like us. So like the Diz, I'm looking at you. I think they kind of assume that if you love Disney as much as you do, you're going to pay for it anyway, which well, isn't true. Yeah, it isn't true. Point. I mean, right. we're the 13th most influential podcast on the planet. Apparently so. Apparently so, according to Ooh. a random list that we found today. Uh, still which, had our old name on it. Which wasn't yeah. written by us either. Um <laughs> But it's only because they just republished last year's and just moved a few spots around. Um, but I, I, I think that's that, that's what it comes down to. If you're into Disney already, you're gonna you're gonna pay for it. So therefore, we don't need to do anything for you. What we need to do is look outside the box, and I don't think that is necessarily the right thing either. I think you should be targeting people that like Disney. Like no one, no one who doesn't have Disney Plus already is going to see an advert from an influencer they've never heard of and go, "Oh, they're really excited about Mulan. I need to find out more about this." Like that's not how this works. Yeah, you want to see the trackers sitting down to watch Mulan. The thing is, Facebook um, advertising is so easy to target um, down to almost like an individual basis that Mm. whoever is managing these ads has just been completely lazy in the way they're doing it. Well, look, I bought Mulan. I put on Facebook, I'm watching Mulan. And since then, I've been bombarded with adverts telling me to buy it. So it's not working, is it? Because you know I've already watched it. I've told you I've watched it. So why are you telling me to pay for it? Again, I've already paid for it. You know, that's it. Um, so I did, like I said, I did, I did, I did pay for it. Now, of course, with what happens with these, um, with these instances, when you get a film release on demand is, you know, within the day, 
you know, before the day was out, you could find it pretty much anywhere illegally because that's what happens. Now, I don't know how quick they're going to be to take those those links down or, or whatever, but, you know, people can do it. So um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, and I do hope they release some numbers at some point, and they'll only do it if it's positive, right? So going back to what Ryan was, was saying, Disney may or may not release that information. It will be dependent on how successful. Like Universal, when they released Trolls, were very pleased with um, the, uh, the the number of purchases they got in that opening weekend. So they kind of sang it from the rooftops. So you got Trolls, didn't you? I did. So how did you view Trolls? What, where, how did you buy it or rent it? Uh, so I bought it through uh, BT On Demand. Ah, right, okay. BT Vision, I think it's called. Um, so just on my set-top box, it was in it was in the store. Um, Mulan, it's not that easy. You have to watch it via Disney Plus. So you can't, as far as I know, you can't get it on iTunes uh, or Google Play or, or anything like that. Um, the only that, option, I'd say, that was easier. Was could you could you have rented it, it trolls via Sky, Sky or Virgin as well? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could you could you could rent it iTunes. Uh, Google Play, uh, Virgin. You know, we we had friends that uh, rented it through Virgin. Um, we rented it through BT. Uh, it was available everywhere. Mulan is not available everywhere uh, but, to, to, to buy. Um, Universal must have had to have pay all them companies a cut of every sale. Uh, they get 70%, I believe, and, and 30% goes to the, um, you know, the platform. What I do know is if you rent Mulan through Apple, uh, through Disney Plus, but on an iOS device, then iTunes or Apple get a 30% cut of that. Really? Yeah, yeah. That That's part of the App Store drama that's going on with that game that has been taken off. Um, they're challenging it. So, but you can get Disney Plus on everything basically apart from really old tellies you can get it everywhere so disney are getting their own money in the most part aren't they yeah so i um i went to to buy it through the app on my iphone and it wanted to to buy it through my itunes account now i don't have any cards associated with my itunes account because i got hacked once on it so i decided not to do that again which apple do not like they do everything in their power to make sure you've always got card details on there, but I have just avoided it so far. So I had to actually go onto my Mac and go in via the website, and then I could pay for it through PayPal. But I couldn't do that on my phone. It was really, really weird. didn't give any options. So going in via the website, if I went on the website on my phone, it it just took me directly to the app. And somebody's paid for Apple, um, so I paid through PayPal. So I don't know if that uh, if that makes a difference or not to what cut they get, because technically I'm not buying it through Apple and buying it via PayPal. Um, but that'd be interesting. But once I once I got it, um, you know, I went back onto my Apple TV and you know where Mulan was before it now said you can play, rather than before you know you had to upgrade to. Uh, Premiere Plus or whatever it's called. I really, um, I really want this to work. I want it to be a success. I've got it, mixed. 
I've got mixed feelings on it, if I'm honest. This doesn't kill the film industry, the cinema-going film industry. It just runs alongside it, basically. People aren't opposed to paying $9.99 for Now TV Sports Pass to, for 24 hours of sports telly or whatever you pay for a boxing fight where the boxers punch each other. You know. Oh, is that what boxing is? Thanks for explaining it. Yeah, but you pay for that, you know, box office or for the WrestleMania, that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, the Trolls film, you got 48 hours of access. This, you're getting two months worth of access. Uh, That's not true. Allegedly. There's There's a bit of confusion about this. So what it says in the small print on the website is that the offer is available until November. So that to me means that you've got until November to pay for this film. But people are sort of, other people have seen bits around where they think Mulan is going to be going to Disney Plus anyway in December. It it tells you it's going to be released on the 4th of December in that same section. So it's not hidden. Um, I think the, the way it got out, people thought it was it was kind of hidden. And if you go on, if you look at Mulan on Disney Plus, it doesn't tell you when the release date is. But in small print of the terms and conditions, it does say the fourth of December. So the way it looked to me, the, the way I understood the terms and conditions was from the fourth of September, you could pay nineteen ninety nine for this premium access, and that's obviously the UK price. It's thirty dollars US. So you could buy that from the fourth of September. And you had until, and I want to say it was like the 11th of, of November or something, something around that kind of time for you to, to, to buy this. So my myself reading that means that after that date in November, you will not have the option to pay for Milan. And then on the 4th of December, it will appear for everybody. But now, if you already paid for Milan... I believe that you can watch it anytime up until the 4th of December when it becomes available as a, as a catalogue title. So, is Maleficent on Disney Plus? Both of them. Right, okay. How much is Disney Pl- is, sorry, is Maleficent to buy today on iTunes? I don't know. Probably about 10, 10 quid, 15 quid. 99p, they've got the right. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen ninety nine, thirteen ninety nine to buy. Um, HD. I would, I presume so because it, it, yeah, it is actually. There's the HD sign. Okay. Three forty nine to rent. Uh, Racket Ralph. How much? Is that the tennis? Is that the tennis version of <laughs> Racket yeah. Ralph? Yeah. yeah, I've been up since three o'clock. Tired. Go on, oh, Kwame River. Um, Racket Ralph will probably be about nine ninety nine. Pirates of the Caribbean. These these films, these films are all two for fifteen quid at the moment in HMV. Yeah, yeah, but this is you know this is where they got me all work from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pirates at Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Thirteen ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine. My point. My point being. My point being is, um, this Mulan will come out to buy for people who don't want Disney Plus, and. If you're prepared to pay for this rental now, this £20 rental or $30 rental, I think it's a phenomenal value for money. I I honestly am... am sh- I, in a way, I say I'm struggling 
as to why people have got such a, a stick up their bum about this. But I suppose the difference is, is that when you pay $13.99 for Maleficent, that is on your iTunes account. That's in your Apple account. You can watch that whenever, whenever. When you pay for Mulan, you whenever, don't have whenever. that. Yeah. When you pay for Mulan, you don't have that. You basically have an extended rental. Yeah. You don't own the film. Um, eventually, it will just be part of your Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. But when, when you hired um, the Gnome film that you watched, that was um, 48 hours. And for 15 quid as well. That yeah. costs 15 quid for 48 hours. So that's what I'm saying. In, in, in the terms of uh, you know, how these things are being priced for these, and, and let's face it, it's, it's at this moment in time an unusual situation. Like This is not something that is expect, expected to carry on in the short term. Once life kind of gets relatively back to normal and the cinemas reopen properly and films start getting proper releases again, I don't think this model is going to continue in the short term. I but think me, in the long term, it's going to go up that way. Sorry, yeah, right? I, I, no, I was just going to say, I, I would much rather, particularly with a young child, um, I would much rather that all movies, you know, fantastic, let's, let's hope that cinemas can reopen because nothing quite beats seeing a, a film in IMAX. You know, I'm all for doing that. You know, you want to see the big blockbusters on an IMAX where you can. But for me right now in my situation, I would rather pay £20 to watch Black Widow, Mulan, um, even James Bond or um, the confusing Christopher Nolan film that's getting mixed reviews. Um, I would rather, I'd rather pay £20 for that, watch it at home, than I would go to the cinema. And I don't know how long I would rather do that. There's no way I feel safe going to the cinema anytime soon. And, you know, I think another big movie meant to be coming out is Black Widow. That's still meant to be coming out in November here, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And that's, still that's, not gonna make it, that's not going to make money here. It's not going to make money. They're still pushing the cinema release. Now, the thing with cinema now is our showcase has just ripped out all its old seating and had a refit, and it's full of couches or, or one-seated reclining chairs, big, plush, lovely chairs. So they're starting to up to plus the experience of going to cinema now. So... For less, you're getting less people in there anyway, and then people are paying more for their tickets. You know, our old showcase used to have sticky floors, and you were crammed in, and all the springs had gone in the seats. But now it's a luxury experience, so they're getting the same money for having less bums on seats, and it's already virtually socially distant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's. <sighs> I mean, going... is... Sorry. Go on, no, go on. Okay. I was going to say, with, with the likes of, what's it, ten, Tenet? Is that how you say it? Tenet, yeah. Like, I've seen reports of people going to see it at the IMAX, and there's eight people in the whole cinema. Like, a big IMAX screen. Like, that movie is not making money at all. And, no. like, how long is that going to go on for? Like, is Black Widow going to make money in November based on COVID cases going up in the UK? No way. Yeah. <laughs> right, I mean... We, obviously, everyone knows I'm a train driver. Our customers, <laughs> are, on, toot toot, our customers are on the train for two hours um, mm-hmm. coming from Liverpool to London. We treat our trains now with whatever it is, some 
spray that lasts for 30 days, apparently, right? So the, the, the disinfectant, and that's got a 30-day life. And then everybody's made to wear masks unless there's got a medical condition. So, and then just, it's the, they say, please try and social distance where possible. You need a reservation to travel. So that is cinema going in a nutshell. You're in a, you're in a room for two hours. You are going to wear a mask. They'll be treating it with some sort of substance that lasts for 30 days. You're going to have your own hands sanitizer you're going to be in your little family units i feel confident that you would be able to still go to the cinema if you so desire but you'd be just paying a premium for it because you're in these luxury seats our Odeon has been ripped out and the same thing has happened the lux is it lux it's called something like yeah. that yeah it's a brilliant experience when you go and watch like ryan says an imax film and you're on this boss reclining chair You've got your super sucker there, you know, full of Diet Coke and you're slurping away. It's a brilliant experience. But, again, what Ryan said, when you've got a little babber or whatever and you want to go and see that blockbuster film but you just can't get out the door to do it, then I don't see why what the problem is. I think, I think the problem is, going back to what you were saying earlier about how this isn't... Um, going to affect cinema i think this is the kind of thing that we'll do because there are people you know, you know th- th- we like the cinema right we like that that experience the big screen the sound all of that kind of stuff so that's why we go to the cinema you know if you are not that bothered and if it is and quite often is the case it's cheaper for you to pay 20 quid 30 dollars to watch a film in the comfort of your own home that comes out, you know, that's out the same day as it should have been at the cinema. There are going to be a lot of people that go for that option out of the convenience or because it suits their lifestyle more. Well, you just have to price it right. You have to, they're, so, yeah. they're still testing it out now. They're still finding the feet. So you got your trolls film for 48 hours. Disney are giving this away for, or renting it for, potentially two months but maybe when it's you know the new star wars film maybe you'd only get two viewings you know when you rented a film out of the video shop you got it for 24 hours and you had to take the film back Mm. so maybe you only can rent it for 24 hours and it's up to you to watch it as many times as you can in that time maybe it's not 20 pounds maybe it's 30 pounds you know or, or maybe you pay, maybe somebody like Odeon will capitalise on this and they'll do a stream and rental service, you know, to yeah. protect themselves. But what the, the, the big thing as well is that these companies have no idea on, on how the world has changed post-COVID, right? So our government is currently trying to get people back into the offices and as a country, we are largely refusing to go because surprise, surprise, a lot of people have realised they can do their jobs from home. They don't have to sit on a train for you know three hours, sit on the tube, um, get all grumpy. Now, um, I would argue and say that uh, Craig, the line that you work for, is is arguably one of the best in in the country. I've compared to like the 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 line into London Victoria, which I commute on when I have to, and it is horrendous. Yeah, and the tube is horrendous. 
and I would much rather, and so would a lot of people now work from home. Like, how is that going to translate to the cinemas and people feeling safe going when they can just go, oh, I can just watch it at home and rather than worry about the kids, I can watch it over a period of two or three days and get it done. And I don't think the movie studios know that yet. And I don't think the world knows that yet. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And the, the problem is that I, I, it will have an impact. It will do. Like, if it costs you, like Craig, like when you went to see Star Wars, how much did it cost you? When well, you went with like, you know, the, the four of you went. Yeah, there was the four of us. I don't know how much a family ticket is. Maybe 40 quid, maybe 50 quid. And you bought some drinks, you bought some popcorn. We got a round of drinks. I probably went and had a pint. You know, well, I did go and have a pint. Um, sweets for the girls, yeah. Probably right. 100 quid all in. Uh, and that's been because we went to McDonald's as well, you know, all part of the experience. Well, let, let, let's call it less than that. Let, let's say it costs you 40 quid for the cinema tickets and it costs you another 20 quid in popcorn drinks sweets, right? That That's kind of reasonable, right? It's a reasonable kind of guess. So that's 60 quid, right, for you to go and see a film at the cinema. Now, there are going to be films, you know, like a Star Wars or... Uh, Ryan, you said like James Bond, you know, you've got your big event films, your Marvel films that you really want to see on the biggest and best screen that you can as soon as possible, right? You'll make the effort for that. Then there's loads of other films that you probably want to see, but it's like, well, it's going to cost me about 60 quid to go and see this film. Do we, do we need to see this film now or should we just wait for it to come out on, on Apple? Or wait for it to hit Disney Plus, whatever, you know, depending on the I film. mean, look, look, what, what did you, you pay or what do you pay for your Cineworld or whatever it is? Pass. I paid about 12 quid a month. 12 quid a month, right. Say you were paying 12 quid a month, but you had the option to go to a cinema or you had a limited number of films, like three films a month you can watch in your house. If that become part of the package, oh, like I I agree, and I mean that, that, and that's that's where I have trouble with this this whole process because, on the one hand, I don't want the cinema experience to die, because cinema's always been a big part of my life. But on the other hand, if I can do things safer and easier, um, and 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 more convenient, then do I do I do that? And at the end of the day, like you know my my pass has lapsed so i don't have that pass currently and i'll probably get it again towards the end of the year or already next year when films start coming out more frequently again but at this moment in time it makes more sense for me to you know i i would have a year ago if you'd have told me that i can go to the cinema and see trolls it's going to cost me about 20 quid for me and my daughter to go or I could pay 15 quid to watch it at home, I'd have paid the extra money and gone to the cinema. I didn't have that luxury when the film was supposed to come out. And so, well, do we pay to watch it or do we wait for it to become available? And I didn't, you know, I didn't want my daughter to miss out, so I paid the money. But, you know, I think if we go down this road of big releases going day or date, day and date, to the cinema releases then i think the cinemas are going to have a massive impact even when things get more back to normal and this pandemic is over you know i you know if you if you do that it's a dangerous dangerous game for the cinemas 
it's already been done though. It's very hard to put the genie back in the bottle. This is, I mean, the, the, I, I, I guess my, my point on offices was kind of to, to back that up. I mean, largely speaking, a lot of offices are opening again and people are socially distanced, but people were just refusing to go back because they have realized they don't need to. So it's, you know, you apply that to movies and, you know, I would 100% want to go and see Black Widow, Bond, Mission Impossibles, you know, all those kind of ones in an IMAX screen. But an IMAX trip for me is even is incredibly expensive, even just for Donna and I, because we have to get the train to Chichester because we don't drive. Then it's like, I mean, the IMAX ticket is like 20 quid, 25 quid if it's 3D. Plus, plus usually dinner, plus, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. But, Only have to pay 15 quid for IMAX tickets. Where are you going? But the cinema, the cinema experience then is a night out. Yes. Yeah, it, so is, you, it is. Yeah. You build a night around the cinema. You'll go for something nice to eat. You'll dress up a little bit. You'll have a couple of drinks and then you'll go to film, you know. Yeah, but the, the what I'm saying is, is that for those big event films, so for a Black Widow or for a new Star Wars film, Ryan wouldn't think twice about that. He would make a night of that. You know, it would be an experience. It would be a whole thing. But for something like Mulan, which leading up to release, you you weren't really bothered about. Any live action Disney movie, to be honest. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not, you know. You yeah. know, definitely. I would, I would rather watch it at home. Right. So, I mean, the thing is, you are probably not, you know, if I, if, so going back to Mulan, right? I watched it on Friday night, night it came out. Um, I'd watched the cartoon for the first time ever that day. I thought it would be wise to watch the animated film so I had a, an idea of what the live action film would be like or what the differences might be. I'd seen bits of Mulan before. I just never sat and watched the whole thing in one go. Um, I did that, didn't really enjoy it. I watched Mulan, the live action film, thought it was great. Definitely one of the if not the best live action films they've done. Um, it is similar, but completely different at the same time. You know, it tells the same kind of story, but in a different way, this is not your uh, Lion King or Beauty and the Beast where lots of it are ripped from the cartoon. You know, okay. shots look the same and the sequences are the same. This is a brand new film. Um and it was all the better for it. It, you know, for me, was definitely worth the money in doing it. I'm very pleased to have seen it. Um, I do think it's worth the money. Um, I think you really need to think about, you know, I see a lot of people turning around saying, well, I pay for Disney Plus, and, and therefore this film should be free. Yes, it should be. But then it should have also had a cinema release, and that's where it would have made its money. And it hasn't done that. So they need to try and do something. And... You know, someone, when I put down, I'd, I'd paid for, for Mulan, I'd made a joke about, I'm going to have to watch this every day to make sure I get my money's worth out of this film. Uh, and someone did say, you know, that's what, what torrents are for. And I was like, yeah, I, I get that. But also, if everyone that wanted to watch it just torrented it and didn't pay the money to Disney for it, uh, you know, if this kind of situation continues, and as we said, Black Widow at the moment is still supposed to get a cinema release, uh, and Soul is supposed to get a cinema release, but who knows what's going to happen by November. Um, you know, if, if Disney's only option is to release these things as a premium product because they can't release them in the cinemas, then everyone that's torrenting it, that's money Disney aren't getting to make those films, which means that Disney in the future are not going to turn around and say, 
we're going to make a big budget $200 million film because it's just going to be torrented because we're not going to get it out of the cinema properly. So therefore, we're going to make cheap films. So, I mean, I mean Disney made with um, Disney Plus... This, again, this this wasn't even on the cards before COVID, but they might be able to crunch the figures and go, you're paying £5 a month now for Disney+. Plus. Would you pay £20 a month for Disney+, Plus and get all our cinema releases on the day of release? You know, so they're getting an extra £200 a year out of you. I mean, I, I, I can tell you right now that I absolutely would. See? I wouldn't, but the reason for that is because think about the amount of films Disney make. For me to pay twenty dollars a month as well. What's that? You bucket Fox in Star Wars when they start making Star Wars again. Marvel, it starts to to be a little bit like uh, even if one even if one film a month comes out, you're still getting value for money there, aren't you? The only thing I I don't like about this premium access although i think it's good is the way that they're they're talking about this so premium access to me suggests that you're getting more than one thing you're not you're getting to watch mulan before the the general populace right if they turn around and said um this access this premium access that you've you've paid for means that you also get to see the first episode of The Mandalorian a week before the rest of the world or any new show that we launch in the next few months you get to to experience a week before it goes public that would have been a good enticement they had me anyway they had me anyway when you go to the cinema you just when you go to the cinema you get a few uh, trailers you get a few adverts and then you get your film and you walk out you don't get a Mandalorian episode, but I don't call it premium access either. When I buy my cinema ticket, well, change the name again. That's what I'm saying. Be... That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the the, 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 the way they've advertised this, the way they promoted it, the way they've named it, it doesn't. You know, they should just said, "Pay twenty quid, you get access to Mulan." Do you have to jazz it up with any kind of like funky name? But that's that's my only gripe. I think it's good value. Um, I do when you consider that you was paying 15 quid to rent trolls for 48 hours or scoop for 48 hours. Uh, and they're doing the same with Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted. Um, well, actually I don't know about the UK. Yeah, I know no, in America. It hit cinemas in America. Oh, did it? But it was, it was day and date. So the video on demand was the same right. day as, because so, it was only going to be a limited release in, in the States. Yeah. Um, I don't think they've announced a, um, on demand, package for the uk yet that's definitely coming to cinemas yeah it's i think it's like uh the 16th of september or something um but yeah so that so that is is happening but uh, yeah i i think day and day and date is the way to go if i'm honest going forward and i would much you know if, if you know marvel turned around in november and said right we're releasing black widow to cinemas or you can watch it for 48 hours for 20 quid then I'd probably do that. Yeah. If I haven't got my cinema pass anymore, which I mean, you know, let's be honest, lots of people don't have cinema passes because they want to pay and watch films when they want. Um, so it would cost me about 15 quid to go and watch it on my own anyway. So I may as well pay a bit extra and we can watch it, you know, both me and my wife can watch it at the same time. So in the comfort of our own home. 
no babysitters, no worried about the kids. Send them off to bed. Take and, away. and you're done. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, Mulan, worth the money. I think we are going to review it on, um, on Patreon at some point uh, when other people have had a chance to watch it. Um, I just wanted to get in there early. But if you're on the fence about it, I, for me, it's worth the money. So, you know, do with that what you will. I think it is fantastic. I, I mean, to be honest, my biggest regret with it is the fact that I've watched it on my TV. Because it is a, you can tell it's a film that was made for the big screen. Mm. And the thing is, I mean, I will go and watch things like Star Wars at home and Marvel films at home, but I've already been and seen them on the big screen. So I don't mind, you know, so then it doesn't bother me that I'm watching it on a smaller screen going forward, but I didn't have that choice for me and I had to watch it on a small screen and it would definitely benefit from, and I hope it does get a big screen release. Um, I'm just looking now in the UK at the, uh, at last week's top 10 um, onward is still number three in the charts. Oh dear. No wonder it's still not appeared on our Disney plus yet. It's not a good film. It's I didn't not a say good that. film. I didn't what say that. Think? What did you say? It's not a good film. No, it's not. It's really. It's. Really, I thought it was pretty bad. It's. Well, the, it's the worst, most anticlimactic film I've ever seen in my life. It, for me, it sits slightly behind. So it goes Cars One, <laughs> Two, Three, and then just behind Cars One is Onward in terms of worst Pixar films. Yeah. I'm with you, man. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, Mr. D. Yo. Very quiet. Um, but I know that you, like me, had a cinema pass. I don't know if you still do, uh, or if you've actually tried to go to cinema since they've reopened. No, no, we haven't, Nick. We're frozen our pass. Um, I, I like you, you know, I, I like going to the cinema. I like having the pass for a couple of reasons. One is it's more of an experience to get out you know, and, and go to the cinema, but also it, it's a it's an access to old film pass. So, you know, it made us go and see films that we probably wouldn't go and see. And, you know, if we were sitting at home paying a cold-blooded 20 quid for it, we probably wouldn't pay the 20 quid. We'd wait a year, two years, three years for it to become free. So, you know, I hope things get back to normal. I hope we get a whatever, a vaccine or a whatever but um my preference would always be to go to the cinema um right now that is impossible so i think this is a good alternative the fact that you can watch a movie that is a you know i'm using air quotes but a new release and you can you can get it on your on your tv that's good but it's always going to be second fiddle to actually experiencing it on the big screen for me yeah. And that isn't always a hundred percent experience because you get you get the times when you get the idiot behind you that's got a three gallon bucket of popcorn and wants to tell you, you know, what's going on and wants to tell everybody around what's going on in the movie, but still all that stupid it's a person that spills ice cream down themselves. <laughs> yeah, or drops his ice cream. Cinema chocolate flavoured ice cream. <laughs> Yeah, that ice cream is expensive. You're going to eat that up. Um, oh, yeah. The yeah, and I mean the thing for me is at at the moment. I mean, so I, I was looking at this this top ten in the UK. Uh, Tenant is obviously leading the way. Um, 
the new mutants was number two because there was literally nothing new out so mm. people are going to have to go and see that film um and then it's just uh onward uh 100% wolf never heard of that uh unhinged which was i think the first film they released back at cinemas that mm. was the russell crowe thing that got pushed out um pinocchio which is um i think it's the italian film of pinocchio that apparently is very good but um again got pushed out now mm. because uh they didn't know when to fit it trolls world tour is still out um and then you've got like a load of re-releases like dirty dance in jurassic park Doolittle is still being shown for god knows what reasons so the hedgehog yeah. uh, bohemian rhapsody harry potter <laughs> definitely hallows part two um not part one though in the list interesting I think it was, it was the universities is that is that why though no they just um when the cinemas reopened they've re-released all of the harry potter films hmm. part uh, one is basically a camping simulator so there's no need to release that again well in uh so my my local cinema has got uh 4dx which is uh it's these chairs that move in time with the film and hit you and spray things at you um and they've been showing the Harry Potter films in that format. Oh, that's nice. As like an exclusive. Um so yeah, I mean it's good because like when you get the I'm not I haven't gone to see the Harry Potter films, but when I've seen films in that format, I went to see uh How to Train Dragon Three in that format. And you know, when the dragons are flying around, you know, the seats move so it feels like you you know, you're flying with the dragons. It's it's impressive. So I can imagine what the um Quidditch scenes are, are like Captain Marvel was I went to see Captain Marvel in on 40X and that was quite good yeah mm. I don't like being punched in the back so much but the rest of it was pretty good yeah the um, fight scenes were a bit were, were a bit intense yeah um, but going down so I mean you know these films are making like a few a few thousand uh, you know dollars and stuff um, up until film 41 the last film on this list which is The Hunt which was one of the last films I saw at the cinema before they closed. Mm, yeah. Uh, that film made $220 last week. So oh, that must have been, it says it was shown on four screens. Wow. Uh, so that must have been about six people or something each, each yeah. time went to see the hunt. So it's interesting. But uh, yeah, so a long way to go. But yeah, until until cinemas start releasing new films, there is nothing. There is nothing enticing me to go back. Uh, most of the re-releases are things that I've seen on the big screen before or didn't want to see. So yeah, I'll just I'll just wait for that to 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 change. And maybe hopefully by November, Black Widow, uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, which I don't mind seeing, um, and, and Soul and things like that that might start to uh, hopefully bring it, bring us back to uh, the cinema. Um, right. The sad news since we've, we've been away was um, the rather shocking, no, completely shocking news of uh, Chadwick Boseman dying mm. of, uh, of colon cancer. Um, it was colon cancer, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I've said that out loud. I'm thinking, am I, am I right? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I it was it was really weird because I had uh, fallen asleep downstairs watching uh, wrestling live uh, at the time, and I woke up, realized where I was, thought, right, I'm going to get myself up to bed, and as I was going upstairs. 
I'd pressed something on my phone and I get Sky News alerts. So, but I didn't realize I'd done this anyway. Uh, when I looked at my phone when I got upstairs, there's a picture staring at me of Chadwick Boseman. I was thinking, that's weird. But I could see it was a Sky News thing. I was thinking, God, what's happened here? And then it says, like, he's died. And and when I saw that, it it only been, it, it had just broken maybe five or ten minutes before. Um, so, like, very early hours. It was about three or four o'clock in the morning um, that I saw that. And I just was like, Jesus, what, how, you know, and I think the thing is, you you assume, don't you, because of when we've seen other people that have died uh, unexpectedly like that, I think of like Paul Walker when he died, you think they must have been in some kind of accident or, or something like that. To read that it was because of cancer, and not only that he died of cancer, but he'd been fighting it for four years, you know, just 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 dumbfounded me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was um, obviously kept it private, which is which is his prerogative, obviously. But just he made it that his, much more of a shock. He kept it so private, like barely anybody knew, like his agent and his family knew. Mm-hmm. You know that the the, the films that he was so, you know, when he got when he first got diagnosed, he was making Black Panther. Um, or he might have just wrapped up filming on Black Panther, and then he had to go and do uh, Endgame and Infinity War when they filmed I mean, those that, Panther I mean, back. That, that alone, the the physical condition that someone has to be in to do f- films like that in his role is is nothing short of absolute. I mean, just incredible. Like it really is. Uh, when I read the news, I was just couldn't believe. I mean, as as uh, Mr. Z said, completely his prerogative to keep things to himself, and and I'm pleased in a way that celebrities can do this when they need to, yeah. you know, which is which is nice to hear because we shouldn't know every detail about a celebrity's life. We really shouldn't. Um, but when I found out how long he'd had it for, I was like, my goodness, how how strong do you have to be to be able to to do those those roles that he did during those years? Yeah. And I mean, he was still making films up until recently. Like 21 Bridges came out at the end of last year. Um, and The Five Bloods came out on Netflix, uh, I think June or July. Still has another film to come out. And he's got another film that's due to be released on Netflix um, anytime now. Like the, the premiere for that was supposed to be, I think, the week after he died, which obviously got cancelled. Um, but yeah. So, you know, he was, he was still making films and, and also he was still doing things for kids and especially kids with cancer, um, right up until his, his death as well. So he was doing the thing that, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, you, you find a lot of the Marvel actors, uh, end up doing, which is like things like make a wish and, and going to visit children in in hospitals and, and hospices. Um, and he, uh, he was doing that a lot with with kids battling um, cancer. So the fact that he was fighting his own battle and was still making sure that um, kids that that had the same um, disease that he did, um, I know obviously all cancers are, are, are slightly different and what have you, but you know that that he had the strength to 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 make sure that they were still seeing their hero. I think. It just speaks so much about what the, what kind of person he must have been. 
the last time Marvel spoke to him was him trying to get hold of toys. Yes. To be able to send to kids while he was in lockdown. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that from uh, one of the producers uh, yeah. the other day. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got a friend who is always going to, to premieres. He's an autograph hunter, but um, he's not a reseller. Like, he just loves getting and meeting uh, celebrities and getting autographs. And, um, you know, he said, I've been to a few events where he was and um, he didn't really sign very much. And, you know, you got the impression that, um, you know, he didn't want to be there or anything. He said, you know, all of those times I met him, he was battling this disease. He said, I feel awful now because I just thought he doesn't care about, um, you know, fans and, and the public and stuff like that. You know, I had no idea that he was, you know, suffering and I, I guess that's that's the point isn't it that we don't and sometimes it's very easy to make judgment calls about um about people and everyone's guilty of it you know i'll hold my hands up to it i've been guilty of it before um you know assuming something about somebody without knowing all the context or without knowing all the details um and he you know he was really upset because he said like you know i i, I thought you know he he just didn't care about people and you know he was battling this the whole time and no wonder he didn't want to you know be be there or be the center of attention he just wanted to do you know as least as as he needed to um and get it over and done with because he had you know other stuff going on in his life and um yeah just just remarkable um so so really sad i mean uh Black Panther 2, it was still on the slate, and I believe is still on the slate. Um, I think they're talking about possibly following the comic book uh, storyline with that and making Shuri um, the next Black Panther. Um, it just seems, you know, for me, I mean, people were talking about Black Panther 2 moments after he died. You know, when you went on Twitter and saw the trends and going through it, you know, most people, thankfully, were saying, like, what a shame it was or how awful or how much it upset them. But you got other people going, well, what's going to happen in Black Panther 2? As if that was the most important thing to be talking about when someone's died. You know? See, I didn't even think about it until Ryan Coogler came out and went, the script's written. I had no idea. I have written that script with him in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't my... F- it, seeing it made me go... Oh yeah, there was supposed to be Black Panther too. <laughs> my my first reaction wasn't, "Oh, what's happening with the Black Panther series?" Yeah. or anything like that. Um, but yeah, just just a real shame. Um, I know the uh, the weekend that he died, um, ABC in America showed Black Panther, um, you know, for free on on TV for people to watch, um, and obviously Disney Plus have made it a big focal point on on the home screen. Um, to remind people about you know Black Panther being on there, uh, a little tribute to him. Um, but yeah, just 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 sad. You know, he was, you know, for a generation now, he um, will be remembered as as being a big hero to um, you know a, a whole generation of kids. And you know, he was the first major black superhero. Um, in, in films sorry Spawn um, I know you were technically the first and Blade but you know Black Panther was something completely different 
and the role that that character played in you know the last few Marvel films as well, um, you know, can't be discounted either. Um, you know, my, my godson I know was uh, particularly upset because you know it was someone that he could recognise on screen as being like him. You know, he got Black Panther costume uh, the year that that film came out, and if he hadn't have uh, grown out of it, he'd still be wearing it now. You know, he wore it a lot. Um, and there'll be millions of kids around the world that will will feel that kind of um, way about it as well. So, yeah, just a, just a sad situation. Um, yeah. And thoughts out to you know family and friends of of his. Um, yeah. Uh, well, you know, let's let's. Um, I've got a couple other things that I wanted to mention, which will hopefully lighten the show a little bit more. Um, I didn't know about this, but um, the Disney Plus Turner and Hooch series is going to begin filming soon. Yeah, they, the they've hell? just put the they've just put the film on there. The films films on there now. Um, Why to coincide with this? Yeah, it's it's this whole rash of things that we're going to get now, aren't we? With well, uh, cheap to make, and that's all Disney want to do now. Yeah. Turn and Hooch, Home Alone. The same we're get, yeah, apparently. yeah, we're going to get a whole rush of these remakes of Fox ser- Fox films into TV series and all sorts of things. They've got to make their money back now, haven't they? Turn and Hooch was one of the first films that absolutely traumatised me as a kid. <laughs> I have not seen Turner and Hooch in about 30 years. I've got no interest in this new TV series. You can go to hell. <laughs> I want the pictures to see Turner and Hooch. Oh no, we rented it. Was it 80, 89? 89, yeah. Ish. Yeah, I want to say 89. Yeah. I remember getting out of the video shop and thinking, oh, this film looks quite fun. It's a nice yeah. film for what it is, but is it a TV series? No. Oh, you can turn anything into a TV series. That's the point, isn't it? Especially yeah. on Disney Plus when you've already paid your money, like, what, you know, they don't, they don't really care. Do they just pump it out and put it on there. Yeah, exactly. Just make something up. Just make something new up. If you're safe, it's on Disney Plus. It's not going to fail. It's going to star Josh Peck. Yeah. From was it Drake? Drake and Josh was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He looks so yeah. different now. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's he's the one that's come out of it actually looking better. The other guy <laughs> looks really old now. It's it's really weird as well because I never I never really watched Drake and Josh. Josh, I was a bit. Uh, too old when that series first aired but I remember catching bits and pieces of it and you know when it first started he was he was a big kid yeah he was a big kid and then I mean I don't know what series it was but you know as the series went on I remember seeing I'd always see the intro of it on it must have been part of a block or something that I was watching and I was like hang on a second is that the same guy yeah they just replaced him because like it, during a season he just lost a load of weight and he's kept it off but you know obviously people change their appearance when they do that but um he, he's got a little bit of the tom hanks about him to be fair yeah i can i can see why they've gone for him um i mean look good luck to you i'm sure it'll be good um i just don't know if i can get over my torment of that film <laughs> Um, the last thing I, I wanted to um, to just bring up is uh, did did anyone see the Josh uh, sorry the John Boyega GQ interview? 
<laughs> his one of his many rants. Yeah, but now the money, now the money's coming. Yeah, but you know what? Fair play. I, 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 I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for this. I am absolutely all for this because I think um, both him um, and uh, Oscar Isaac got shafted in those films. As much as I like that, and I do like that that trilogy. Um, that is probably my biggest flaw with it. Is you know the you know the Force Awakens sets up both Poe and Finn as being you know big new characters, and both of them are completely like lost in the side plots for the next two films. Yeah, no, I, I mean I do agree with his comments. I think I mean it must be contractual reasons why he's only just starting to come out against Disney now um, because he seems like quite a vocal person. I hope it's contractual reasons because if it's not, then he's not, not as true to his morals as he'd like to think. Um, but I do, do agree with what he's saying. Like he made he a comment in, in um, the last movie, but there's only so much you can do when you spent a whole middle section of the movie, basically writing off him. And uh, Poe. I mean, I mean, the first time publicly he started to uh, get a bit uh, openly ranty was once the last check cleared. Yeah, and, 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 he, and, did, and, and he did put that out at the beginning of the year. <laughs> and it must have been. It must be to do with his contract. Yeah, and the same with Oscar Isaac because you know he's come out and said a few things since then as well. So I think it was just once they were done and it was probably like after the media run was done for those films coming out that they yeah. were kind of free uh, from that. Um, and no, I, I, I don't, I think he's not, not easy just entitled to it, but I think he, he has got some points. I mean, he, even when you think about the trailers for uh, like The Force Awakens or um, I mean, what is the one that does it. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean that that says that Disney does not care about race and it only cares about money. Yes, yeah, and, and for what? Because it didn't work anyway. Like yeah. they still didn't break the Chinese market. Um, but I mean, I remember sitting there watching the um, the panel at Star Wars Celebration for um, the the Last Jedi, and them talking about you know what uh, an important character uh, Rose was going to be. And then you watch the film and you're like, is this the same character you were making a big deal about? And it, it's that whole section that didn't even need to be in the film. Yeah. yeah, and then, and then Star Wars fans chased her off social because yeah. they can't associate a character. They, they have to associate the character with an actor. Yeah. You know, and, and throw abuse at her because she was written badly in a film. I've been a wrestling fan for 30 years or so, right? And that, fandom is full of arseholes but the star wars fandom oh, it's ridiculous it is the worst it is, it is talk about a hive of of uh, scum and villainy yeah right that is the worst the only reason ewan mcgregor's coming back is because he needs a paycheck yeah, after this he story. wouldn't have come back well i i, I don't know right I, I i'd say the only reason why i say that is because you know leading up you know when he first got announced as Obi Wan kenobi you know, the fact that his uncle had been in Star Wars and, you know, he... you know, Who also hurt. tried to distance himself from Star Wars for many years. Yeah, but that's yeah. just because he's a grump. Um, but, you know, he, you know, 
so because of that, you know, Ewan McGregor was really excited to be cast in Star Wars and in such an iconic role. But he hated making those films. And I think had they continued making Star Wars films in the way that he was making those with George Lucas, I don't think he would have. I don't think any amount of money Disney threw at him would have brought him back, if I'm honest. I think it's the fact that he saw what they were doing um, with you know actual proper Star Wars with sets and, and not and just... Well, that's everyone. the thing, they're not. Oh, they're don't. using these bloody screens. Uh... So it's no different to what he's done before. No, but I mean, look at the Mandalorian. It does look fantastic, doesn't it? It does, but his complaint was that he was stuck on a set with a green screen behind him, not interacting with anybody. And it's no different. Okay, maybe I'll turn it back then. The, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting point. I think the other thing through all of this is I am amazed that Kathleen Kennedy still has a job. I don't think she does. I mean... She's not running that. Give it to... Give, I mean, it's probably the reason why Star Wars has been delayed because they're waiting for her contract to expire to announce for... I hope Dave... I must say this many times, but Dave Filoni and, and maybe John Favreau. I think Favreau's running it. Uh, he has, he's, he's got the directing skills, but I don't think he's got the story skills to... Under, to without Filoni, he's got, he's got to have help. Well, him. Yeah, Filoni's running the, the story side of stuff, but I think Favreau's looking after everything. Yeah, put, them, put them both in charge because when you do that, that means Johnny Favfavs can't make any more Disney live action films. That is very true. So give give him the back. Look, at the end of the day, the, no one expects The Mandalorian to be as good as it was. It knocked it out of the park and then some, right? They together working did a really good job. Therefore, give them the reins. Just give them the reins because let's be honest, it can't get any worse than it had been. Um, you know, the fans have been brought back by the Mandalorian. People that were, you know, said, oh, I'm out, this trilogy sucks, or whatever. They've been brought back in by the Mandalorian. I don't Those guys, need... there's not a Star Wars fan that I, that's seen Mandalorian hasn't liked it. I know one, but for the most part, like, you, yeah. like whether you're a fan of the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, or the new trilogy, like, people have been fairly consistently in their love for the Mandalorian. Yeah, I don't. I, I I can only assume that it's because they were late to the party watching it. They waited until March. They'd heard all the hype about it, mm. and then they started to watch. And they watched the first episode, and I was a bit slow. And I was like, "Look, you you can't just." I mean, I was gripped after the first episode anyway myself. Yeah. But don't judge it just on the one episode. You know, watch a few more. You you will you will get into it. Um, they haven't done that, and that's their own prerogative. But that's the only people that I know. Um, and, and she isn't really a Star Wars fan as much as, as he is, and, and neither of them really got into it. And I, I was bamboozled by that. But as you say, other than, other than that one example, I don't know anyone else that likes Star Wars that doesn't like The Mandalorian. And it isn't excited for season two, starting on the 30th of October. Mm-hmm. So that's the big news there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it, it's... Uh, Going back to John Baiga, um article, it's it's a it's a long one. There's lots of things that have been oh, not misquoted, but obviously taken a little bit out of context. Um, he has got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, I think, as I said, I think personally, it's justified. I remember meeting him at that launch for Star Wars um, at the the Force Friday event for the Force Awakens, and him and Daisy Ridley were both there they knew that that was the first time they'd 
they knew their lives were really going to change because of like the hysteria there. And that was only a small launch. There was only a couple of hundred people there. Um, and he just, he just seemed so excited about I it. I honestly I, thought he would be the guy that, that led the Star Wars fandom. And I think that's what he was expecting. I think that's what he was told. And at that point as well, there wouldn't have been a final cut. They would not have seen the film. So he wouldn't have been able to make any any further kind of judgments on that, except for... And he was also touted when they announced him. They said that him and Daisy Ridley were going to be the leads in these films. And that clearly wasn't the case. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fully behind him. The fact is, you know, the reason I say that is because he, going back to when The Force Awakens was coming out, he was excited. He felt proud. Um, you know, he was really um, excited by what Star Wars was going to bring to him and where he thought this, this series was going to go. And, you know, two, two films down the line, he's realised this wasn't what I signed up to. And, yeah, I think, I think in, a, in a time when we're all questioning how um, people are represented um, and lack of diversity in a lot of projects. Um, I think he's right to speak out. Um, and, and fair play to him. So, no. So the article's in GQ, if you want to find it. I think there's some copies of it online. Um, but, but, yeah, fair play to him. Um, was there anything else from anyone else? I realise we've gone long, but... Nothing important. No, nothing from me. No, not a sausage. Not a sausage, right. Well, that's good. Um, the only thing left for me to say then is um, just just thinking ahead. Um, how how are we looking for the twenty sixth of September? For just people being free. I'm free. Let's I should have. Look. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I should have been in Paris, but obviously oh. I'm not. <laughs> well, that's it. I, I, I should know. have been in Orlando. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's another reason to think about it like that. So, I'm uh, free. The 26th of September, we will do another live event. So, I will create a post on Facebook. I'll put it out on Twitter as well. Um, we'll do another um, another show like we did before. We're going to have Mr. D with um, uh, another Disney quiz. Quizzy um, Rascal. Yeah, oh, yeah. Quizzy Rascal himself. Um, and I, I, I'm going to brainstorm with the guys. I've got an idea for something we can do afterwards. So um, more on that later on, but some nice surprises, uh, hopefully, as well for then. Is so, a Patreon-only episode, or is it going to go straight to OnlyFans? We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, see what Craig's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, will, that, will, uh, that will definitely decide it. But yes, the 26th of September, put that date in your diary. Um, I will create an event. And, uh, you know, let us know if you can attend and, and we'll sort it out for you. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. D. Thank you, P-Dubs. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Craig. Uh, and thank you, dear listener, for uh, listening. And we will see you for another episode, which won't be quite as long as this one, in a couple of weeks. Cheerio. Bye. Bye, buddy. It will. 
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.